Dovey yesterday. The story of David's escape. Yeah. The story of David's escape, and how he went to Shmuel to Noyes, and uh, there they secluded themselves to learn about the Bassam English. There was a few points along the way which I wanted to go back and address in more detail. The first one is, in order to make good the escape, so Michal, so to speak, uses something as a decoy for the guards, for the soldiers outside, and she puts the, says the trophim in David's bed, the trophim is the shape of a person, and that way people would think that David was in bed, where really it was, David had escaped, and there's something which just meant to confuse the soldiers. Now, what are trophim? So we know that Lavan, that the trophim was something which was used for by desire. And of course, like the Radak points out, Pastor Solomon to even suspect that David would be involved in anything with Havad Azara, or he'd even have idols in his house. So what was the what was the idea of the trophim that they had and that they were using? Rashi doesn't add very much. Rashi just tells us that the idea of a trophim is a serious with Muska for Adam. It was something made in the form of a person. And that's what would be something which would which would confuse Shall saw just because it would look under the covers, it would look like David was there. Now, so what was the, what was the, what were the drop? So we know from Lavan, that Lavan also dropped him, it was a drop who sold him, and we know that Lavan used to drop him as a source of a desire. Yeah, Lavan used to drop him as a way to foretell the future. And that was also, it was uh, one of the forms of Divination of trying to be Darish Hasidus to know what's going to happen in the future, which is also to do. How will the Trophim be able to do that? So, uh, the Midrash explains in detail what the Trophim was. It was uh, also in the shape of a person, and by using various Shemes Hatsumah, which they would put in the mouth of this person, of this model of a person, whatever it was, they would begin to speak. And then the Trophim would talk and would share information, so to speak, and that was the other desire of the Trophim. Um, what it seems in the Mephoshim is that was how the trophy could be misused for something negative as a way of trying to use the Shemus or Tumah which were put into its mouth and uh, to talk and tell, tell people what was going to happen which was also a way to do it whereas there, there could have been other uses for the trophy too and that wouldn't have necessarily been also and they would have been using the trophy for so one of the very interesting ideas which is suggested here by the Mephoshim, um, uh, uh, and that is that, this is a fascinating idea, like I said, it's, I don't know where the Mephoshim got it from, but they bring down this idea as well, and that is the idea of the Trophim is, it was something which could be used to tell the time. And if it wasn't used necessarily to tell an Isser, so to speak, to tell the future using Shemus or Tumah, but it also had another function, that they could use it as some kind of talking clock. Now, how to do that, I'm not sure. I don't exactly. Talking clock, it will tell the time. So, what's the big deal about that? No, it's using magic. It's using something obviously spiritual to do that because obviously it wasn't a clock which had a, which had a motor or hands or cogs, which was working like our clocks work. But it was something which they would use to tell the time, I'll tell you, it says inside. The other option. And if that's the case, it would be something which wouldn't be us, it wouldn't be using our desire. And uh, that's why David would have such a thing. Um, in his house. But like, it, it doesn't tell us something for no reason. And why does it tell us that there was truffing there? What are we supposed to learn from that? Why did they have it? 
the, the, the facts of the story seem to tend to indicate like that. Yeah. It could be there was no point in nailing her down. It wouldn't have helped. Double was gone, and uh, you know she killed her daughter. Right. So that's what I said. She didn't want to break a cashier with him about it, so she wanted to. She felt if now Shalom was something she was allowed to do. Now the next point. We saw that Shaul uh, sent soldiers, and each one, each group, when they come near Shmuel, they caught up with the Rosh Hashanah with Tzuran Shmuel, and they get overcome also by that kedusha of the Nebuah, and therefore they get attached to it, and they don't do their job, obviously they don't come back again. In the end, Shaul himself goes. And it says, Navi describes that, not just that he went straight to Rama where Shmuel was, but he came to the Bar God Lashem Seichu, he came to the, the big bar, which was in Seichu, and then he asked, and he said, where's Shmuel and David? And they said that he's in Nice and Rama. And then he goes to Nice and Rama, and then he also is overcome by the spirit of Nebuah. And the question he asked is, what, what's it important for Nomi to give us that detail? And he went to the bar of God in Seichu, we don't even know where Seichu is. It's not, it's not mentioned as far as I know anyone else in the Nach. So what was the, what was the importance of that? And uh, he had to ask where David and Shmuel were, and then they had to tell him. And Shmuel knew where Shmuel was. Shmuel lived in Ramah. So if, if he was looking for Shmuel, so obviously he, he would go to Ramah, that was Shmuel's hometown. So well, what was, the, what was the, the question that he had to ask? And uh, what was the idea of going to the Sparagol and Seichu? So the Farshim don't say very much, they say that it's the name of the place. I saw one or two of the, of the more recent Farshim. We're trying to explain an uh, allusion to this idea of this Bara Godel and Seichu, but uh, there's a certain, before we come to explain the words, there's a, there's a certain point we have to understand here. We started talking about yesterday. And that is after the incident where Shmuel tells Shaul, Hashem has torn the kingship away from you, Hashem no longer wants you, he's going to find somebody else. Shmuel doesn't speak to Shaul again. So there was a, there was a disconnect between them. Just like Hashem left, left Shaul, so Shmuel left Shaul too. And if that's the case, from Shaul's point of view, to now go and look for Shmuel is also, for him, it's not an easy thing. Shmuel doesn't want anything to do with him. And I can see Shmuel does, and Shmuel doesn't even talk to him. And uh, Mikoya, so Shaul has to be willing to, you know, uh, try and contact or confront Shmuel, even though he knows that Shmuel has rejected him. Following Hashem, he's also rejected him. Now, Shmuel wasn't, Shaul wasn't looking for Shmuel. Shaul was looking for David. But the, the Marachim told him at the beginning, he was told that David is with Shmuel. And if that's the case, the question which Shaul had to uh, make a decision was, is he therefore going to leave David alone because he doesn't want to, yeah, he doesn't want to go to Shmuel is, or is he nevertheless going to uh, make the, go himself and uh, to find David and, have, and force, be forced to be in the place of Shmuel as well. That's the that's the um, decision that Shmuel has to take. Now, the so he goes to Rama, and that's the place where Shmuel is. And when he, then he and when he gets to Rama, so then he asks where is Shmuel, and they tell him he's in the nice. The nice for Rama, like we said, it wasn't it was in Rama, but it was right at the base of Midrash, it was the place where they were then. Uh, but it, was, uh, it wasn't a different city. It wasn't like they went somewhere else. So it was in Ramah. So what did, what did, what did Shal have to ask? And the answer is Shal thought he'd go there and he'd find David with Hachmuk. He'd be able to catch David by himself. 
fat, David was visible the whole time. So it wasn't like shy for him to for, for him to uh, to to so to speak, put his hands on David without Shmuel being there. And now that's why he asks when he gets there, he says, Where's Shmuel and David? Because he neither went wrong. And he went to Rama. He wants to know Rama. Maybe there's a time that they separate from each other. Maybe there's a time that I know Shmuel's in one place and David's in another place, and then I can try and find David without having to be with Shmuel. And that's not that. They're together. They're both, they're, they're both in the best marriage. They both spend the whole time together in Rama. Now, the Bara God and the Shepherd where is that? It already says Shmuel went to Rambis. So he was already there. So what's the idea of that? So, like I said, the latest before I'm trying to give and maybe an illusion of an explanation rather than just saying something that's the name of the place somewhere. No, the Novi isn't telling us anything, but telling us the name of the place. But, this, so there's an interesting point. And that is that they came to Seichu, it says in Russian Seichu, which is a person to use like a decision a person has to make. And the, the, that would be the case in Shol here. The decision he had to make was, is he willing to, um, is he willing to conf- even confront Shmuel in order to find David? And for him it's very embarrassing. Shmuel had been his teacher, Shmuel had been the one who had given him the kingship, and Shmuel had taken away from him. And now he had fallen far from what he had been when Shmuel knew him before. And Mikayah that he was no longer on the level that he was previously. As a result of the affair, he had lost his Kodesh. They tried to kill David a number of times. So we understand why he would, we wouldn't have wanted to uh, meet Shmuel. But nevertheless, he made the decision that to borrow God. And then he decided that it's like when uh, we talk about the idea of when a person goes down, so like uh, the, the, if a person can fall into what we call tohim, like a limitless chasm, and there's a, so he gets to realize from where he is now compared to where he was the first time he met Shmuel. And then he meets the Bar HaGad and he sees how, how much lower he is, how much he's fallen from where he was before. But nevertheless, it's a Shal's in a mission and he wants to find David. And now we see the difference between Bar HaGad yesterday. And that is the first time he met Shmuel, when Shmuel made him the king. So he told him, you're going to be able to know But for then it was an uplifting experience. Because Shaul was on a higher level, and he was able to, to be uplifted to the level of a Nabi. So it says he was in Snabi, and people saw Shaul and Manabim, but it was the way which was the cover for him. And here, when he meets Shaul, it's exactly the opposite. The Prophet says he took off his clothing and he was spent the Ipal Aram, and he fell undressed the whole day and the whole night. And here, it's exactly the opposite. The effect of meeting Shaul was more of a source of embarrassment to him. But uh, that, that, was, that showed the difference. That uh, he, he wasn't the same on the same side or the same level he had been previously. And remember that he was uh, exposure to Nebuah was really something which was embarrassing for him now. He wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't uh, just like we always say, that the Novi someone's on, on the level to receive Nebuah. So rather than it's something which is going to make him greater, other it, it's, it's too powerful for him. It, but it didn't kill him. It didn't kill him because it wasn't like in the book of Hashem speaking. Like we had uh, Matan Torah. There was enough to, to, to render him in a state where he wasn't, wasn't able to move. Like it says, he fell on the floor for all day and all night. In a way which, like we said, was a bushel for him because that was a sign that he wasn't on the level anymore that he was right to become that before. Okay, that's the, that's the, the, the story of, of Shaul. The, the Amma Fashion, we, we explained the Russian. 
He wasn't saying Shal's a Rasha, he's a murderer for nothing. He understood Shal had a reason why he wants to kill him. And that's the case, isn't one. That has nothing wrong. But he sees what's happening, so he's, he's not dealing with a, with a, a normal, a, a normal a, a king. So you see, what he asks, you understand, is he thinks that there must be a reason. And that's why he comes to you and says to him, What have I done wrong that he wants to kill me? And you understand, denies it. So, Vaishava, oi, David. Vayame, yada, yada, vicha, kimatasicha, in vainacha. I know your father, originally, I've had favor in his eyes. And and he said that this what he wanted to do later on uh, that I don't want to you don't should know about because he'll be upset. You know, as David says, uh, your father knows that we friends that you like me, and therefore he doesn't want to tell you that he wants to kill me because that will upset you. But you should know. So it's been the smallest mistake. And all got him killed. Shaul tried to uh, throw a spear at him, and more than once, and he just managed to escape. So therefore, it's not that he doesn't want to kill me, and it's definitely he does, but the question is why. So the answer doesn't, doesn't have anything to say. He, he's not aware of this. David just told him what happened to him, and uh, so what he doesn't to do. So what does he do? He doesn't know David. Told me what to do. In other words, you tell me, uh, even David doesn't really have a, something he's asking for. He's not asking Yerson to help him. He's asking why does he, why does he want to kill me? Yerson didn't know why he wants to kill him. So he asked David, what do you want to do for you? Okay, so what does David suggest? David says, What's meant to happen? Is what's meant to be is uh, normally the, the king made a made a big meal for a shchedish like a like a yom tov seder and invited all the family and all the people who were close to him to join the meal and therefore to be my place as the king's son-in-law to be part of the meal and obviously I don't want to go and so therefore what's going to happen? you're going to send me when he started other and we have to hide in the field for three days until the night of the third day. Now, in part, if if your father asks where I am, he's going to notice my absence. So says to Nishal, Nishal, David, David asked him permission to go back to his hometown of Eslechem. Because David's family is also making a Rishchadish Sada. And if he wanted to join his family, and then he asked the mission to leave the king's palace to go back to his own family to have the Rishchadish with them. So now, this is the test. In Koyana, if what Shaul is going to respond to that is Taif, Shalom should then if he has no problem with it, then I know that I'm in peace, that he doesn't have anything against me. But if he gets angry about that, then Dak, he calls you should know that that's because he's already de- decided to do bad to me. Why? Why, why, should, why should that be the simon? So again, David suggests the simon. And the simon is that he's going to be absent at the Rosh Chodesh meal. And if Shaul is okay with that, or Shaul doesn't notice it, so it means that he's not in danger. Whereas if Shaul does notice it and gets angry about the fact that he's not there, that's a sign Shaul wants to kill him. We have to understand why, what, what's that indicative of. Why would the fact that Shaul gets angry be a riot? He wants to kill him. 
Anyway, that's what David asks for. And then he says to the others, Vasisa Chesed Aladech, you'll do Chesed to me. Give me Bris Hashem, a basis of Dech Imach, because you form the covenant of friendship with each other. Vimeshpi Oven, and we send Yatza, Vadavich, Lamadet Vien. And David said, if I had done something wrong, then rather you deal, you deal with me and not your father. So again, why did David think he did something wrong is not clear, because David he didn't, didn't, didn't do anything wrong. It's also the other thing you have to ask is why did David want this test? It, he knew, he knew, 100% that the Shalom was a kid. He had run from his life a number of times in the shop. And uh, so what does he need a test for? It's not just to convince him, it's, he wants to know for himself. This is a test to see that Shalom to kill him or not. And like I said, it's a very strange test. The test is that, not that Shal is going to say that he wants to kill David. The test is Shal is going to get angry that David is not there. So we ask the question, why, why, what is it going to prove? Why did the test and why did David want this test before? What's, what's it going to help him? And the answer is, David also knew that Shal was prone to this Rukhra. That's what he came for. That's why he came to play the music. Because that was meant to, originally, his first meeting with Shal, as he was the one who was meant to cheer him up and get him out of this rapper. So David knew that too. Uh, so, and David also knew that when Shaul's in that Ruach mode, he has to kill him. That he knew also. What the David didn't know is, is that always the case? You know, when Shaul's not in that mood, does he still want to kill him? It's now affected his mind to the extent that he's always sees that David as an enemy? Well, no. When, when he's, so to speak, in a normal frame of mind, he's okay with David. It's just when he gets into these lapses of whatever it is, and then he sees David as a threat and he wants to kill him. That David didn't know. Because every time he attempted to kill David is when he went into a Rakhra. So that's not what, so what David wants to do. He's just trying to think of a time when Shal won't be in the Rakhra. And now, in a case like that, how is Shal going to think about it? So what was the idea? The idea was at the Surah Surah It was like Yom Tov Mil, and uh, normally it would be a reason for a person to be in a festive frame of mind, not in a, uh, not, not in a state of the And now the question is, when Shul's in a happy state of mind, he's not affected by the Surakhra, whatever it is, so now how does he think about David? So if he, the fact that David is there, isn't there, it doesn't bother him so much, he's okay with that. So then it means that he does, in, in, when he's not in the Surakhra, he doesn't, he doesn't have a problem with David. Masha'an came. If it's going to anger him that David's not there, so then David sees it as a riot that he does have something, uh, he, he doesn't to kill me, even when he's not in the Rukhra. And what's the riot for that? The riot is what we saw previously. And that is, like we saw, that the Shul wants David to be in the palace, even though he's scared of David and he's, uh, he sees David as a competitor, as a rival, and that is, well, at least then he knows what David's doing. So if you have your eye on somebody, you can check them, you know what they're up to. Whereas if you don't know where they are, you don't know what, you don't know what they're doing, and then you're much more worried, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they're really doing something. And that's what David wanted to know. David wanted to know, is Shaul uh, scared of me the whole time? He always thinks I'm scheming against him. And therefore, if I'm not there, he's going to be angry. Like, where is he? What's he doing? Or, no, he doesn't consider me such an enemy. And therefore, when he's not at the entrance of the Rakhra, he doesn't make a difference in where I am. He doesn't think of it as being a potential threat, mm-hmm. right? It's like uh, Habdil, right? If you know somebody has uh, a, ten- a tendency to be a terrorist or whatever it's going to be, you want to keep him under watch the whole time. You want to know what he's doing the whole time because you're scared. What's he going to do if he's not under supervision? 
So somebody over here, if somebody, if Shaul would see David as a potential rival, as someone who's going to cause rebellion one day, then he'll want to know who David is the whole time. And uh, even, and that that's the sign that he's really he really sees him as an enemy. Whereas if he doesn't mind who David is, he doesn't he doesn't see he's not threatened by it, and if that's the case, so then he he would be okay with the fact that David wasn't there. Shaul's a very mature person. Can't he like hide his true feelings? Like, shouldn't David think? Yeah, he may be angry, but he's not going to show it. So he'll see. He does show but, very strongly. But does not. But David doesn't know that. He thinks he could be a regular person. If I get angry, I don't have to show that I'm angry. I keep it to myself. Uh, so there we understand. If if it's really the case that Charles sees him as an enemy, so then Charles not going to hide it. And so he's going to say, we'll see. Now the only question we start to ask in the story is. Why do David have to hide in the desert? Why? Do David have to hide in the desert? He said, I'm going to be absent, and you're going to ask Shal Shalom up there, and you see how he reacts. Why do you have to hide in the desert? Why do you go to Bethlehem? Exactly what he said he was going to do. He said, I'm going to go to my family in Bethlehem. So why didn't he do that? What was the idea that he had to hide for three days in the desert? Why was, why was that a part of the a part of the plan? Right, so there could be two reasons. The thing is, right? There could be two reasons. The one reason is it could be that Be'atzam, David didn't re- was, even though he devised the test, he was worried that Shaul really does want to kill him. And if that's the case, as far as he's concerned, he's not safe. Because if he's going to be Mislechim, then Shaul thinks people are to catch him. So he'd rather hide in the desert, no one knows where he is. That's the one option. The other option is, David didn't really want to go home. Like we saw previously, it wasn't that he was so close to his brothers anyway. So yeah, it was a good excuse to use of where he was if he wasn't in the palace. But it wasn't something that David really wanted to do. And anyway, either way around, he just therefore decides he's going to hide in the, in the, in the field and let, let Jonathan uh, conduct the test, so to speak, to see what, how Shaul is going to react. If Shaul is... Uh...